One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. It being Monday, yeah, that's basically how calendars work. And we begin the podcast with, of course, Manchester City winning the Carabao Cup final against Tottenham Hotspurs at Wembley yesterday. In front of 80,000 fans, would you believe? Yeah, 80,000. Oh, 8,000 fans. Okay, well, still, that's not bad, is it? It's better than none. Anyway, here's how it all sounded on TalkSport. Headed in brilliantly. Emmerich Laporte beyond Hugo Lloris. And Manchester City are going to continue their love affair with the Carabao Cup. You can see what it means. I'm looking at some footage here and looking at Pep on the pitch and him and his staff. They talk about this competition not being one of the glitzy competitions. Look, at, look what it means to Manchester City to win this and their manager. It's nicer when you win a title. And of course, it's not full, but you can, you know, was a, the guys who were today represent all our City fans of the season. I'm pretty sure they enjoy at home, so we cannot forget. Fernandinho grabs hold of the trophy. The champagne corks go off and he thrusts the Carabao Cup into the evening sky. And Manchester City celebrate once again. It's the first celebration of the season for Manchester City. You wouldn't write them off having a few more. This team in the last decade was the team of the England. Since Mancini, Roberto Mancini started to win the Premier League, this club won a lot of titles here in England. And now, yeah, we're going to play the second time in our lives, the semi-final Champions League. So we are teenagers in this competition, pretty I would say, but in the same time with incredible illusion, enthusiasm to try to, to perform well and we'll see what happens. Brian Mason will be looking at it might be the only opportunity he'll ever get to manage a team at Wembley, so I think he's well entitled to Sags. You know what I'm saying? These opportunities might not come along again. It was difficult. Like, like you say, we rode our luck. I thought our defenders defended excellent as, as, a, as a group, as a team. We fought, stayed in the game. I believed in the second half at the start. We had a couple of moments, forced a really good save from their keeper. Listen, they have long spells of possession and I think that's normal. They're, they're so far ahead of us in terms of how long they've been working that way. That's something we aspire to, of course. I don't think you can absolve Ryan Mason of responsibility. Mm-hmm. He's put his head above the parapet. He wants that job. He's, he's managed a team in a cup final and he's basically managed them not to get battered. And I, I think that's really disappointing. It seemed to me that they played the Mourinho way, but I think Mourinho plays that way better. Tottenham never really laid a glove on them. It's hard for a Spurs fan to watch that. I just didn't know, what, looking at the game, what the actual tactics were. Manchester City dominated, and as you do in every game, a team will have a spell. But Spurs today had not one bit of spell, one bit of pressure where you thought, right, this might be their opportunity to try and get something from the game. There was literally nothing. They beat Brentford, didn't they, Tottenham, in the semi-final. I think Brentford would have given a better account of themselves than Tottenham did this afternoon. Wow. I don't think they'd have come off the pitch 
thinking we didn't leave it out there today. I know everyone should be with the European Super League, embarrassed within their own club, but Spurs were the laughing stock out of them all. And I just felt that today was the opportunity for Spurs to, to take some of that heat away and have a real good go. If they lose, they lose, but have a real good go losing. Go for it. But we're even more of a laughing stock now. Tottenham clearly consider themselves to be a European super club. Do European super clubs go into a cup final and be happy just to lose 1 0, try and not get hammered? I'm not convinced. You give me that 2008 squad any, over this team any day of the week. The only player I take out of it is Harry Kane. The rest of them are pretenders. That's what Spurs have become. We've become pretenders. We think we're a big club. We act like a big club, but we ain't a big club. You know, the problem is, is you've got too many players out there who think they're great players and they're not. They don't produce in big moments. And honestly, it was, it was embarrassing to watch. But you know what? Saying we're a big club, we ain't won after a long time. We've got a big stadium. And we've got a big centre forward. <laughs> what a statement that is. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? But hold on, let's, let's win something. And watching us playing out the back, I mean, I managed some boys on the Saturday and that, and we could do better than that sometimes. So what does this mean for interim Spurs manager Ryan Mason and who will get the role full-time? Well, over to the former Tottenham Hot Spurs boss, Harry Redknapp. I know Daniel Levy, I know Joe Lewis. They have got somebody already in place to come in at the end of the season. That's how they work. There's no way they haven't got somebody lined up who they can't get at the moment and they can't get him to the end of the season. But they'd have done a deal with somebody who's going to leave his job. He's in work at the moment, obviously. That's why they haven't got him. That's what they do. I mean, listen, when Pochettino left, he left at 8 o'clock at night when it was announced or whatever. 8 o'clock the following morning, Jose was in at the training ground. So Daniel always gets people in place. When I left, he had somebody ready to come in. When Villaboas went, he had Pochettino ready to come in. He'd have done a deal with somebody already. It won't be Ryan Mason. Now onto the Premier League action where Burnley smashed Wolves to all but secure their survival. Aston Villa and West Brom drew and Leeds and Manchester United stunk the place out at Ellen Road with a more jaw. Oh dear. Yeah, it's finished here. Leeds United nil, Manchester United nil. If the first meeting between the two was a sure free-flowing football, this was anything but. It's disappointing not getting the three points because we needed them to put pressure on City. But uh, I'm very, very proud and pleased with the performance. You know, you can see the fitness of my boys, the determination, the desire. Old Trafford, we won by a big score. Today we dominated by a big big score in, in the game, in, in possession. Of course, that doesn't count sometimes. We needed the, the big moments to fall for us and they didn't, unfortunately. Never thought at the start of the season that, you know, we would be in, possibly would be in the top ten. We just took every game as it come and, you know, we've done very well this season and, you know, we've still got a few games left, so we're safe now. So, you know, we can enjoy his football and press is kind of off now, so we know that whatever happens, you know, we're not going to go down. Bartley went to it, sort of got his chest to it, waited for the keeper to grab it. While they were both deciding, in nipped Keenan Davis, the substitute, the striker for Aston Villa, and poked it home. Aston Villa 2, West Brom 2. Three points were so vital for us today and when you're one minute away from that very, very important three points to keep lifting your spirits, Keep putting you in a position closer to the lads who are not there. As difficult as it still might be with the last few games, we put up to lads today on how many teams have managed to get out of this position over the last few years. And there's about six of them. In fact, West Brom being one a few years ago. So it means winning a lot of games in your last few games, of course. And... Uh, Five or six teams have done that. I think that was the least we deserved, to be honest. I thought it would have been a travesty if we would have got beat in that game. Um, I'm, I'm still wondering why the penalty was given against us because it looks like there's 
toe that touches his heel. The referee must have some mince pies if he sees that. You know, if that's the case, then I might have to start coaching non-contact football for next season. Wood inside the penalty area, square towards Westwood, and he lashes in the fourth for Burnley. Once again, Wolves give the ball away in a dangerous area, and Burnley make them pay. Very bad performance. Today was terrible. Well, we didn't have the, we were not, we didn't feel comfortable in the game. Uh, we defend very bad. We allowed Burnley to to press us. Not even one possession of the ball to release the pressure. Very poor performance, of course. I did say before the game in the build-up, and I've said recently, the performance levels have been very good. I think we've found a way of performing that's been active in scoring goals. A couple of question marks about the few goals got against us, but today both ends of the pitch were right. Into the penalty area, and there's the header, and there's the hat-trick from Chris Wood. An imperious header. Look, he continues to improve, in my opinion. Um, I still think there's more to his game that he can he can improve on, but that'll do him no harm at all, and he, he deserves all the goals he gets, and he deserves them today, because I thought he was terrific. Now, English football is uniting for a three-day social media boycott this weekend in an effort to combat abuse and discrimination. Governing bodies and organisations like the Football Association will go silent on social media. We'll hear from the weekend breakfast presenters Natalie Sawyer and Tony Cascarino, Newcastle boss Steve Bruce, Burnley's Eric Peters and Sheffield United's David McGoldrick. But first, this is Kick It Out chairman Sanjay Bandari on why the government needs to regulate social media. Last week, I probably had six or seven meetings just on this topic. And we speak to the social media companies again on an almost weekly basis. And we convened a, a working group across the whole of football with the social media companies. But look, the challenge here is that, I mean, it is a huge challenge because the sheer volume of stuff that, that comes through. Um, but also the fact is these organisations are not regulated. This week has been a, a week of gatherings and people fronting their, you know, their fears and, mm-hmm. and where the game has gone and, and used power. And I think that is great. And this is what it's about, really. This is going to be a movement to try and stop what these major corporations are doing and allowing this to happen. The hate that you see on social media is increasing ever, ever more. And there will be a lot of people listening and thinking right now, oh, does it really matter? Well, it does matter if you're the one receiving it. Mm. And, and I, it's fair to say that a lot of us who work on this station do receive it. And I'll tell you what, it's not pleasant. It's not nice. We don't we don't want it. Um, and it can affect you as much as we can all put on a brave face. It can affect you. And I can only imagine what a lot of these players and managers and, and everyone else can be feeling as well. The big companies themselves must police it better. Some of the stuff that I've, I've had through my children has been absolutely vile and obscene. And I wouldn't want anybody to go through it. And if you're vulnerable, if you're vulnerable or a young kid or whatever, then it can be totally damaging. So for me, get these big companies to police it better, be accountable. Everybody should be accountable or you shouldn't be able to write something on social media. I've been in the game for a long, long time. And uh, if I had to read every single newspaper, I won't be here at the moment. Like I won't be a footballer because I, I will run away straight away. But having messages regarding like towards my wife and my onboard child at the moment, that's something that's that's under the belt. You, you can't do that. When is it going to be enough enough? It happens, you see it every week. You go on Sky Sports News, you look on it the other day, turn it on, Tyro Minks get racially abused. But this is just too easy to, to get abused. You know, it's 2021, how is it still happening? Something needs to change and it needs to change quickly. And we couldn't go another podcast without referencing the dreaded European Super League. Trevor Sinclair said it threatened the fabric of the game we all love. Rock superstar that is Noel Gallagher scoffed at the idea of Spurs being part of the so-called Big Six. And DJ Norman Jay said commercialising football to this degree is cultural vandalism. But we begin 
with Resmin Chowdhury and Clive Tilsley. Now, we at TalkSport are all football fans. We live and breathe it just as you do. And I can tell you it's been an emotional week for us as journalists as well, as we ploughed through all the information in shock and, quite frankly, in disgust. The thankfully defunct European Super League was an affront to everything genuine football fans love about the beautiful game. The greed, arrogance and entitlement. Haven't we seen enough of the rich getting richer in all walks of life? Football is a family, and this week the fans united across the pyramid, no matter the allegiance, to use their voice and get their game back. Good riddance to the European Super League. That has now gone, but the repercussions of it will certainly be felt for a long time to come. They appointed Florentino Perez to lead this, and now we hear these empty apologies, these qualified retreat. Stan Kroenke has probably never been to a cold night. It's at Stoke, actually, Stan, not in Stoke. <laughs> and they think... You tell them, Clive. They think football is threatened because it's their vision of football that's threatened. Us as City fans are a little bit disappointed that we kind of got into bed with Liverpool and United and all the other 12 clubs who've actively gone out of their way to trash our reputation for the last 10 years. We've really got into bed with them. But I think that the most disgusting thing of it all, um, the most laughable thing was, why would Tottenham in the conversation? <laughs> for me, it threatened the game that I grew up to love. And, you know, we talk about equal opportunity this was attempting to take the opportunity away from your Leicester cities away from your West Ham's and I think it's disgusting I'm glad it's been uh, stopped and hopefully this will be a catalyst to sort us out and say listen we need to safeguard this national treasure which is football and we need to make sure that this doesn't happen again I'm not a customer at Tottenham <laughs> and I've been sporting them for over 50 years you know I'm not a customer you know I am a fan and, and I kind of hate this cultural vandalism the football in this country is part of the national fabric it's not just sport what was more laughable actually was the way it just all folded I thought when like Simon Jordan summed it up perfectly said if you want to have a fight, have a fight. Don't just then when people like pull you. It's like Piers Morgan walking off TV live on telly the minute somebody pulls him up about something. It's like, right, I'm going home. <laughs> on now to game day, where there were two controversial decisions with West Ham's Fabian Balbuena sent off for kicking the ball against Chelsea and Newcastle's Callum Wilson having a late goal chalked off for handball against Liverpool. The Geordies still managed a late goal in injury time to nick a draw, though. Hurrah! So they sort of won. Anyway, here's Hammers boss David Moyes on that controversial red card. After kicking through the ball, Balbuena has left his studs up and planted them into the shin of the England left fullback. And VAR is looking at a possible red card here. It's supposed to be uh, clear and obvious as far as I know. So if the referee didn't see anything and they asked him to go over about, about that, I'm surprised that whoever done that, I think, has no understanding about the game. Making the decision, you clear the ball, I have to plant my foot somewhere. Now, obviously, we don't want to plant it in another player's leg, but sometimes that was just the way it was. You know, there was nowhere where he could get his foot out of the way. Like... I've talked enough about it now. Looked bad on TV, looked maybe a bit worse than it actually was. Was a harsh decision and not absolutely necessary to, to give it. We used to do a session in training sometimes when there was a game the next day where you couldn't tackle. That's what it's going to probably come to now. When, you, when defenders are defending, they're probably just going to have to not tackle. Like just just use your body. It's, it's embarrassing. It's just, it's just so frustrating from when I used to play football in the Premier League to what it's like now. You can't tackle. I would have had... 
I had one red card which was um, rescinded. I would have had ten red cards. It was pushed against his arm, which was down by Cyber because, uh, because it led directly to a goal. It is going to be chalked off. Wow. VAR bringing in was supposed to improve the game and it was supposed to miss the clear and obvious goals that shouldn't be disallowed. Not look for every goal, to look for a minuscule of your offside by the thinness of your, you know, by the thinness of your shirt and hits Callum on the elbow. It's nonsense. Next season, if he scores that goal, it'd be disallowed. But if he, if that action happens and he gets redirected to another player and he scores, the goal stands. <laughs> so it's like, which is a little farcical in itself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know. So next season, if he can't score that type of goal himself again, but if the ball goes to one of his colleagues they can tee and they tap up. it in, yeah. it's a goal. He, yeah, tee them, tee him up. I mean, how daft is that? That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on, of course, my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm tomorrow night, or tonight, I should say, and tomorrow night. I mean, it's Monday to Thursday. Anyway, we're back tonight from 10pm, taking your calls after Leicester against Palace and, of course, all the big talking points from the weekend's football. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.